Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey there, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. Hello, how's it going? Very good, very good. good. I'm glad, me too. Really appreciating today. Mm-hmm. Uh, still getting better. I know the last couple of weeks we were talking about this whole voice thing. Mm. My voice feels stronger. Yay. Yay. That is so good. Yeah. It's nice to be healed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's things coming along. So I'm thankful. And I wanted to talk to you today about diversity. Mm-hmm. And I had a corny way of putting it. It's like diverse city mm-hmm. <laughs> they've called canada the melting pot of the world mm. because we have so many different yes. cultures yeah and it's really great and special and important but we have a show called bridging the gap mm-hmm. because there is a gap to bridge when it comes to people's acceptance of all the unique differences mm. the diversity yes so to be able to bridge that gap yeah yeah, well, that's what we want, right? We want people to be able to connect mm-hmm. in spite of differences, in spite of being diverse. How can we all be part of one thing and, and for all our voices to be heard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are thinking that they're going along in life and everything is fine, and then they come across some kind of difference. Mm. Say the word difference, diverse and difference. They probably have a root word in the same. Mm-hmm. It's probably some kind of a Latin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't come prepared with that knowledge. <laughs> but I feel like it's very similar to say difference and diverse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it can be difficult when we see things that are different. We can have negative reactions to it. We can be threatened in particular and we can misunderstand what's going on i know that between different cultures for example that people can have more difficulty seeing reality like telling when somebody's lying or not like we just don't understand the signals Mm -hmm. that are coming from other people with different social norms so that can create gaps yes it can create a lot of misunderstanding and there's whole courses that are being made available to businesses, for example, on how mm-hmm. to understand culture mm-hmm. and what are the unique and most prominent cultures in our city mm-hmm. and to be able to understand them and to know what mm-hmm. communication they've grown with, what their culture is, their heritage, how it speaks differently. Mm. And these are beautiful things that mm-hmm. are done. There's special speakers that come in and speak to especially major organizations, particularly government organizations, that they have these groups together to help them to understand. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this show today is meant to do, is to draw out a desire to understand mm. these differences so that they don't feel threatening. Right. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, because, I mean, different people take different approaches. I know that different countries, like Canada, it's not totally open, that's for sure, but it can be more open to immigration or different people coming in in other countries can have more difficulty with that or have different policies on that where they don't allow that as much. And Mm -hmm. I think that the feeling can be when you have other people coming in is this feeling of, oh, these are difficulties that are coming in. We're going to have to deal with problems that are happening in other people in other countries. And we're going to lose our identity. We're going to lose, which can be threatening. 
Right. It can be threatening for people as they think about having more people coming from other countries. And I know living in Winnipeg, there's lots of different cultures here. There's lots of different ways of being. And if you go out into community centres, you see people from all over the world. It's like, I remember thinking sometimes like, oh, I don't really need to travel. You know, it's actually feels kind of like I'm traveling right here sometimes, you know, there's people from all kinds of countries and they're not all the same. They're not all dressing the same. They're still keeping their cultural identities in some of those ways, even how they dress and maintaining their languages. So it's just very interesting to live in that way. And I'm guessing that living in that way, like Winnipeg, can be helpful for feeling more comfortable. Yes. I like that you're using the word identity. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my cultural identity, mm-hmm. I understand it and I celebrate it. I'm interested in who I am, mm-hmm. in my background, in my heritage. Mm. And sometimes I even feel like perhaps some of my choices, definitely food choices, mm-hmm. because pierogies and schmatka, <laughs> you know, I'm a Mennonite heritage-wise. Mm-hmm. The farmer sausage and <laughs> schmatka mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. white creamy, tasty gravy, (laughs) if anybody hasn't heard of that before. Mm -hmm. Just things that are connected to me and some of my upbringing, and I celebrate that, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But to feel threatened that I'm going to lose my identity Mm. because there's other identities, and I feel like that's the challenge that I want to bring forth, is to be able to celebrate who you are but welcome that there are differences. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing this one statement. You've heard me say this before. Not wrong, Mm -hmm. just different. came from a book I read. It was really good advice. Mm -hmm. And to not say Mm -hmm. it's wrong, Mm -hmm. that you don't look like me, dress like me, Mm -hmm. act like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the interesting things I remember happening to me is, I don't know how old I was, when I realized that I had an accent, that my way of speaking was an accent. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because, this is my understanding, is that Winnipeg is actually a bit of a center for television because when I listen to television, when I listen to broadcasters and things like that, they often, they sound like me. They're speaking with the accent of our area. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because sometimes we can think like, well, I'm a person and everybody else has an accent. Everybody else has a culture. Everybody else has different problems and you kind of put yourself at the center it's like you're at the center and everybody revolves around you but when you realize like no I actually have my own culture when I talk it's not like I'm talking the language and everybody else has problems with that language it's like no when they listen to me they think I have an accent they think I have a way of speaking that's different and they sometimes have trouble understanding me realizing that I am my own culture in amongst all of these other legitimate cultures Mm -hmm. and realities out there and understandings of the world. And mine isn't just the standard or right, and everybody else is a variation on my rightness or centeredness. Everybody else has their own identity and their own importance. Sometimes we think that if we want to be open, if you want to have cultural diversity, you kind of have to forget who you are and just focus on other people. But I think actually it can be important to understand your own culture, to understand your own ways in order to be able to accept that other people have those as well like if you can know who you are normally if you can have security in who you are it's easier to move out move amongst other people whereas if people are just walking in like this everybody else is wrong and i'm the center and i'm the standard and i don't even know who i am i am just who i am it can cause more of a problem and lead to more feelings like just rightness and wrongness rather than just everybody's got their own uniqueness yeah yeah 
I remember I wanted to make a t-shirt once upon a time and I thought this was just such an original idea that said, I'm unique just like everybody else. <laughs> and then I Googled it to see like, oh, has somebody else already done this? Like, <laughs> can I actually trademark this? And oh, there's lots of t-shirts that say, just like everybody else. I'm like, oh, I can just buy one now. Um, but I love that. I mean, we do have uniqueness for sure. Mm -hmm. And so does everyone else. And this reminds me of when I volunteered for my children's kindergarten class. Mm. And there was a paint project. And all the kids mm. had one of these little mini easels. And they were painting pictures. And everyone was to paint the picture of an outdoor scenery. Mm. And they were told by the teacher to imagine flowers and trees and mountains and lakes and anything that they could think of that was outdoors. And no one drew the same mm. kind of picture. Mm. Everyone's was different, unique, and really varied. You know, mm. somebody would have a tree that was puffy and green, and another one would be all branches mm. and no leaves, but they were both trees. Mm. I feel like that's us. Mm. A child's art is like human art in mm. existence and the way we walk around the planet mm -hmm. who we look like on the outside mm -hmm. and I think that's part of where I wanted to go with this too because that's an important conversation we still need to have mm. unfortunately I'm saying unfortunately because really mm. 2022 we're still talking about accepting race Mm. And that's not okay. You mm -hmm. know, the conversation is still there, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's still something we need to accept. Mm -hmm. See these differences in the way we look. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we tie it to, draw it to the painting idea of children, that they're all different, mm -hmm. but beautiful and interesting and odd. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what is that? Is that mm -hmm. a treat? No, it's a spider. <laughs> uh, yes yeah everybody's unique and even within a group that you would say everybody is the same even if you tried to create a group where you're like okay we're homogeneous now we are all the same and then you did that exercise where everybody paints something like that everybody would paint something different I mean we identify certain things as being potentially important or our societies seem to you know these are important differences everybody you know and we need to disqualify people based on this, or we need to qualify people based on this. But there's so many different ways that you could categorize people, it becomes almost meaningless. It's like we could create whatever kind of groups we wanted based on different ways of categorizing. We're just so unique in every way. There is no way to create a homogeneous group. And all you're really doing is you're just saying who is acceptable and who isn't acceptable based on something usually quite meaningless. And that's sad because in order to create something that has strength, something that can grow, usually it's better to actually seek diversity instead. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's lots of examples of that in different organizations where seeking diversity and seeking different skill sets is something that actually strengthens you. Mm -hmm. I think being open in even our city so we have a diverse city mm -hmm. and there's certainly a melting mm -hmm. pot of different cultures and races skin color mm -hmm. and so it is important to realize that there are people that are sitting in a room with mm. someone a different skin color than them mm -hmm. and feeling away mm. just looking at the color mm. and not 
suggesting hatred right away, but I am suggesting that it makes them feel different mm. and perhaps separate. Mm-hmm. And so there may be communities that are drawn to more their skin color, their mm. nationality, their group of people mm-hmm. so that they seclude themselves away from mm. other people. They mm-hmm. keep themselves from entertaining that mm. diversity. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a link to fear mm. in that, that they're afraid of possibly how they might be judged, mm. but also that they're feeling uncomfortable about the difference that another person is presenting. Now, I am also not trying to say that these people are racist and because that's a really aggressive thing Mm -hmm. and it may sound like Mm -hmm. that but i feel like there is an importance on this because it does affect people Mm -hmm. and i watch it as people gather together that they may only be Mm -hmm. in amongst a crowd that is like them Mm -hmm. and here's where i would place a challenge to open up to see that uniqueness Mm -hmm. is to see the color as cool Mm. and beautiful Mm -hmm. and even marvelous Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. just being around people and enjoying it recognizing that that's a good likelihood Mm. if most of the people that you are around look exactly like you Mm -hmm. yeah i mean people will try to seek people who are similar to them in order to create that feeling of safety and it can be helpful in some ways. Like, I'll give you an example. Research shows that when people get married, if they're similar to their partners, they're more likely to stay together. That's not always the case with every type of, you know, if you measure every characteristic, but with many characteristics, if you're similar to the people that you marry, you're gonna do better. Birds of a feather flock together is better than opposites attract. So there can be some real things there about having common understandings or worldviews and things like that. But I agree, I think that seeking diversity, crossing those lines, there's so much richness there to expand ourselves and to learn and to humble ourselves and Mm -hmm. to realize that we're not the only ones with legitimate ways of looking at the world. And there's so much learning out there that we can do if you have that openness to a new experience. And I like the word learning too, Mm. because this is not to shame a person. Mm -hmm. If they're experiencing a feeling of awkwardness mm-hmm. in this and you're listening to this and like oh yeah I get it I feel that way and oh mm-hmm. I'm sorry it's like mm-hmm. okay good mm-hmm. start there with that little mm-hmm. bit of sorry mm-hmm. and feel that weight of that not shame but wanting to change wanting mm-hmm. to understand wanting to learn wanting to learn to be accepting Mm. and that's part of all of our journeys in all kinds of different ways besides skin color Mm. or cultural differences Mm -hmm. and being able to learn to be accepting Mm -hmm. is beautiful we can celebrate Mm -hmm. and wonder at Mm -hmm. who are opposite Mm -hmm. (laughs) who see things so differently yeah yeah you know it's funny i remember going to another country where they looked at time differently they would arrive very late for everything or not show up at all you know it's frustrating you know it's like oh this is frustrating how how can there be anything good about this way of doing things and I remember talking with somebody from that culture and they were like we just see the person that we're with as being very important in that moment so oftentimes from my cultural perspective we're leaving the person we're with in order to get to the person we're going to and we see the next person is important 
and they just saw the person that they're with as being more important and they need to properly finish what they're doing be present with their present interaction you know it's just an interesting thing you can still probably argue both ways about that but to understand rather than just so quickly go to a place of frustration is just a really interesting thing um, I think you can ask questions when you are looking to understand. Mm -hmm. I'm always fascinated by people who ask questions. Mm. I feel like I'm one of these people who wonders and observes and mm. notes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then there are people who are just really good at asking questions <laughs> and really seeking. Mm -hmm. Just looking at asking about viewpoints mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just what you did. You mm -hmm. learned something from mm -hmm. that. Why mm -hmm. is it like that? Mm -hmm. Was it something that you found it was actually cultural? Mm. And that can just help a lot of relationships, hey? Mm -hmm. Why is your viewpoint like that? Mm -hmm. Tell me where this comes from. Mm -hmm. Why do you like, even with taste, mm -hmm. a certain type of mm -hmm. food? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you enjoy mm -hmm. about it? Especially if you're scared of it. Mm -hmm. It's like some people don't want to try certain ethnic foods because mm -hmm. they're different. <laughs> I like my burgers. Mm -hmm. And... For me, I'm not one of those. I love all kinds of ethnic food. Oh, bring me to all the places. Mm -hmm. I have a diverse palate, <laughs> for example. <laughs> uh, it certainly can uh, bring you to new places to eat different things. There's another idea here that's kind of interesting around the differences, which is the feeling like you can't question or judge another culture, which is just an interesting idea to explore. You know, we have things and personalities and people that we would say, you know, that's healthier, that's less healthy. And we have sometimes trouble even saying that or making those kind of decisions about things. I mean, usually society has some pretty common ones like don't kill people, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, you know, bigger, yeah, just to make it obvious, right? And one of the things that I think that could be difficult for people sometimes is this idea that you can't call something in a culture healthy or unhealthy, that it has to be completely okay, no matter what a culture is doing. And I mean, maybe you don't call it cultural if it's not positive, but I think that there are certain issues in certain cultures that can be problematic. Like, for example, certain cultures have very high rates of incest or things like that have actually become a cultural dynamic in that culture or child abuse or different things like that. And so it's just an interesting thing to think about that if you try to be tolerant to the point of saying that everything has to be okay, if you put it under the camp of, you know, a larger group, it actually can become even more threatening because you can't protect yourself mm -hmm. from it. And so just to kind of free people up to not necessarily go around, I'm not obviously advocating to go around and misunderstand and judge, because I think that the main point of what we're saying today is that we need to be careful about our judgments because it can be so easy to misunderstand and that we need to be open to different ways of looking at the world. But this idea that when you go and you experience life, if you can't protect yourself, if you're not allowed to think critically about what's happening to you, it actually can become more threatening. Mm -hmm. And I think that there has to be openness for people to make decisions about what's healthy for them and how they want to live. I'll have clients sometimes, I'm a psychologist, and I have clients sometimes who will say, I came from this kind of family and maybe it's working for them, but this is not working for me. And, you know, that freedom to make decisions for themselves. I came from this kind of culture and that doesn't fit with my personality or the way that I want to live. So for people to have that freedom to talk about cultures without having to adopt or, or at least to be able to think critically about it, I think yeah. is important. And to realize that that can sometimes be healthy. For sure. I look at this as like a giant map. 
mm. and perhaps a map of the world. And even what you've done is to pinpoint a specific space that says this is a concern and in the bigger picture, like the large map, to pinpoint the hurt is mm. the fear, mm -hmm. is the lack of understanding, is the feeling of threat, mm. that those are all part of what keeps a person separate and closed to be mm -hmm. able to potentially open up to mm. at least even understand mm -hmm. and so they would feel threatened because of a culture that there's incest mm. that would be something they would know yes it's important mm -hmm. yes we need to absolutely mm. have that understanding if we mm -hmm. can get it mm -hmm. and discern and mm -hmm. certainly that could pertain to what can happen in relationships mm -hmm. and threats in mm. relationships even the ones that are in our own city mm. close by people that we don't understand background mm. things that could mm -hmm. even be quite uncomfortable mm. because they're not rooted in health mm -hmm. and i would definitely say that incest is a problem when mm. it comes to what's healthy mm. it's not mm -hmm. it's not <laughs> but a lot of the world like you said that's not maybe their viewpoint course we're in canada so we're talking about this in a specific way mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, yeah, from our perspective healthy. right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i think that's really good here mm. to be able to also understand that if you can just pause mm -hmm. to know why the threat feels like it's there mm -hmm. is it actually rooted in mm. a real deep mm -hmm. dangerous unhealthy mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. so of course Mm -hmm. ask yourself that question <laughs> you yeah know, yeah you need to know i think that we so often have our decisions based on culture or religion or race you know based on things that are deeply emotional and ingrained you know things that we haven't even thought about you know if i was to ask somebody you know are you racist you might be like no i don't feel racist i'm not making a decision to be racist but they still may have all kinds of behavior and thoughts and emotions and prejudice of various kinds or sexism or you know like all kinds of things that are just deeply ingrained into their foundations that are very difficult and they wouldn't even be aware of or think about them. And so when you're coming to these decisions about cultures, it's so easy to be influenced by those things. It's so easy just to have automatic emotional reactions. Our emotions react faster than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy for us to experience something and then be like, oh, that's wrong or that's not good. And then to actually engage in that process of why and engage in a conversation about where that comes from. I think trying to become more aware of why we're really doing things and what the reasons are for that other culture to do that, I mean, it's so important because we're so often surprised by our own prejudice. We're so often surprised by the answer to why somebody does something. And yeah, we don't want to be caught off guard. We don't want to be ruled by our ignorance or by our emotional knee-jerk reactions. Mm -hmm. Hey, I love it. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, this conversation can also help you to calm down mm -hmm. and just be a witness of mm -hmm. the things that you hear mm -hmm. and sometimes watch your reaction mm -hmm. and observe it internally, mm -hmm. sometimes better than mm -hmm. out loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. take a moment, take a breath, right? And be like, oh, okay, I'm having this reaction. That's interesting, rather than just following through yeah. and making decisions. or Yes, making decisions mm -hmm. on who you're going to be around. Mm -hmm. Also, like that's what this is about, to open up to mm -hmm. our diversity, diverse 
city. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Cyrus. This has mm. been fun. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. You are very welcome to come and join Maplecrest Church services 10 a.m. Sunday mornings at the Park Theatre, 698 Osborne Street in Winnipeg. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose.